Buenas noches. Hello, everyone. Bienvenidos. Good, good evening and welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been a couple days. I hope you guys had a wonderful week. It is a Friday night. We are in the beginning of, of September. Can you believe it? We are really, really close to fall. I'm looking forward to the fall weather. How about you? Are you getting kind of tired of the summer? Don't get me wrong. It's really nice to have a nice warm temperatures, but man, I can't wait. I can't wait for those fall colors to come. I can't wait for those nice brisky nights, you know, when you just have like a little fireplace and just hang out with some good friends. And, you know, really, the fall is just a nice time for family, right? Just a nice time to gather around and just sit, watch the sunset, perhaps even make a few marshmallows or s'mores or whatever it is that you like to make around campfires. So, welcome, right? Hopefully tonight can help us lead into that fall festivities and seasons so i'm so happy you're here to all my spanish speakers bienvenidos estoy muy muy contento que ustedes están aquí espero que disfruten de este bueno espero que disfruten este de este show aquí nosotros leemos poemas así que si ustedes les agrada oír poemas les invito a que se quedan y comparten este live con sus amigos y familia Voy a, voy a leer algunos poemas en castellano esta noche, así que si, si por favor quieren sintonizarse y quedarse aquí, estaría muy agradecido. Así que muchas gracias por, por todos sus cariños, por toda su atención. Yo sé que hay muchas cosas para hacer y, bueno, muchas opciones para que ustedes puedan disfrutar de su viernes. Pero, bueno, aquí vamos a hacerle empeño, como se dice en Chile, y ojalá que lo pasen, lo pasen bien. All right, everybody else, all my... <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hey, Kayleen. Hey, Juanita. Hey, everybody else, um, all the regulars. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, it's been a couple of days. I know I've, I've, uh, I've taken a break and I wanted to... Well, I wanted to spend some time with a friend that just uh, needed some encouragement. So I... That's really all I want to say. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for all you uh, newcomers. Those of you who are new to this live, I invite you to get your headphones on, your earphones on. And if you would like at some point to request a poem, I am here to be of service, right? So if there's anything you'd like for me to read, I'm happy to do that. But I do have a selection here that I would love to share with you all. So once again, those of you who are new, Number one is get those AirPods on, get those headphones on. Number two is find a place that is a nice, comfortable for you, somewhere like nice and cozy. Maybe you're on a couch or in your patio or maybe on the beach or I don't know, in a mountain or some sort. But I need you to, to just find a place for yourself, right? Just to find a place of peace, solace and no distractions, right? So this is a place where I'll be reading some poems and offering some analysis and you of course can also offer your own perspectives for some of these poems. I'll be also be sharing some of my past experiences with my shall we say personal life so those of you who don't know me will get a glimpse of the upbringing that I had and also my current sort of um, level of um, shall we say knowledge. <laughs> so hope you all stick around and enjoy the show. All right, we'll try to keep this around about an hour and a half or so. And so I will be glad to take some requests in a little while. All right. So like I said, I have a nice lineup of poems that I would love for you to read. 
and I do have a theme, okay? I do have a theme that um, I think you guys will enjoy. So whatever it is that you guys are going through, please just let me read this poem to you, okay? And the theme tonight is going to be about hope. Now, let me break down the word hope. Those of you who are new to this live, I like to break down words and offer something called etymology. Etymology means like the history of words. And so in order for us to understand the word hope, right? You need to understand its roots. So there's two ways you can actually understand hope. Now, wait a minute. We all know what hope is. We probably have felt it. We probably long for it. So we probably have a really good idea of what hope is. But did you know in Latin, right? The word hope actually stems from a root word to esper, right? Esper. And the this is where we get the word in Spanish, esperar, right? And to also get the word esperanza. That's, that's the word for hope. Now to esper, and also in Spanish to esperar means to wait, which is something of a different perspective, right? Because usually when we think of hope, like we have this sort of like state of being that we are in desperate desperation, right? But you know what's interesting about desperation is that you have no choice. Here's here's kind of like the, the, the eerie, not eerie, but like the sort of the, the unfortunate part about desperation is that you turn into that state of being, right? That state of desperation because you have no other option, which is why we call it despair, right? To despair means to disperse, right? In, an, in, in a sort of like implosion of some sorts, right? Metaphorically speaking, right? An implosion of emotions, an implosion of multiple types of thoughts all at, at the same time. So when you are in espera, right? Esperanza, you are waiting. And you have no other option, really, right? So, like, to hope means to wait. And to wait is a beautiful place where you can actually start reflecting on what it is that you are waiting on, right? We're so rushed to get to our destinations, to our goals, and to get out of desperation that we actually don't enjoy what it means and what it signifies to, to wait. There's something really great about waiting. And hope is a place that forces us to wait right to wait on it to wait on its blessings to wait on the way it wants to for you to learn it wants to teach you to be patient to hold on to wait to listen to focus on those wonderful attributes of what it means to be a human being we all long to be loved there's no doubt about that. No matter what you did in your life, we are desperate for love. And so, in order for us to learn how to love, we have to wait on esperanza, right? We have to wait on hope. So, I want to read some poems tonight that revolve around that theme of hope. There's many people right now, and without sharing too much personal information I have a very dear friend very dear friend that is going through some really hard times very very hard times and while I am honored that they reached out to me I must I 
become a pillar of hope for them. And so, whatever emotions I'm feeling, I'm gonna wait on those and only present to them glory and happiness and true joy because I see something really great in this friend and I know that they are just an amazing, an amazing being. And so when they are down, I want to be their pillar and their rock. So to my special friend, if you're listening to this at some point, doesn't matter if it's like a week later, a month later, or some whatever, whenever you listen to this, I want you to remember that you have a special place in my heart and I will continue to be a pillar for you. So don't ever hesitate to reach out. All right. So this is for you. This evening is dedicated to you and everyone else that is also suffering and in desperation. Let's wait on hope, right? Let's rest in hope. Let's wait. Let's rest in the esperanza to wait, right? Oh, by the way, I forgot to explain one last thing. <laughs> the Greek for the Greek word for help is elpis, right? Elpis, e l p i s, elpis, elpis, and that's actually uh, when you look at the translation for elpis. Okay, it's like the idea of like expectation, right, or trust. A mixture of both, actually, expectation and trust, right? So it's like a, a a mixture of those two. But expectation also has the idea of like waiting, right? But you are also like hoping, right? You're you're wanting something to happen in in the sense of like good news, right? So I like mixing the Latin and the Greek word together because this is how we sort of like define hope now. But we never, once again, we don't really spend the time to actually look at its history, how it came to be, right? So live and wait and expect and trust in hope. Right? So live, wait, expect, and trust in hope. Right? Gain that confidence. And all of you that are like going through some really hard times right now, right? Whatever it is, relationship, health, or anything else, job, whatever it is, okay? Just keep clinging to hope. And more importantly, find friends, true friends, that will absolutely just go out of their way and be there for you because that's how much they truly care for you okay and i mean like sincerely those true friends that will like stop whatever it is they're doing and just want to just listen to you and don't hesitate to like unwind on them all right just like pour out all the stuff that's in you and just give it to them they're there for you they're there for a reason. They just want to be there for you. They may not be able to like say anything in return, okay? But we're there to listen to you. Okay? So we will wait on you. We will look forward and expect on you, and we will continue to trust and build our trust and confidence between one another. So we will wait on hope together. Okay? So don't ever hesitate. Y'all ready for some poems tonight? I'm excited. All right, I'm excited to read some uplifting, beautiful, beautiful poems of hope. 
Hey, what's going on, man? Myrtle Beach in the house. Good job, man. Personally, I like Charleston better, but you know, no, you know, I'm not trying to bash on Myrtle Beach. It's cool, you know. You're a South Carolina family. That's all right. We love y'all. We love y'all. All right, let's go ahead and start off with Sonnet 67 by Sir Philip Sidney. This one is titled Hope. Art thou true, or dost thou flatter me? Y'all ready? Alright. Those of you who are new to live, there's a little tradition that we do here that every time I drink some water, you need to uh, tap on that screen and get those likes up because we need more people to listen and listen to hope. Alright? We need more people to cling on to hope. We need more people to understand the importance of waiting and trusting and expecting on hope. Right? We need people to just be absolutely drenched and devoured by hope so that we have nothing but hope you understand so let's get this live out let's get more people to listen in and potentially even feel confident in their lives right so uplift them in every sense of the word all right i'm gonna drink, drink some water tap that screen said i am looking forward to tonight's podcast because this is all about hope this is all about uplifting this is all about understanding what it means to wait and expect and gain trust in hope okay so let's begin i'm going to be reading from sir philip sydney this is sonnet 67 the title is hope art thou true or dost thou flatter me Technically, it's Sonnet 67 as the title, but that's the first line, okay? Alright, I'm going to start this track again, and we will go ahead and start. Those of you who don't know this, I do have a podcast that I upload on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. Sometimes some of these lives, I post them on my podcast, and sometimes I don't. But I'm pretty sure this one tonight is going to be special, so let's get this going. Let's get this going, y'all. All right, we need some hope tonight. All right, let's start this again, and we will do this together. All right. Let's see. Okie doke. Let's do this. flatter me. Doth Stella now begin with piteous eye the ruins of her conquest to Espy? Will she take time before all racked be? Her eyes' speech is translated thus by thee. But failest thou not in phrase so heavenly high? Look on again, the fair text bit better try. What blushing notes dost thou in margin see? 
size stolen out or killed before full born. Hast thou found such and such like arguments, or art thou else to comfort me forsworn? Well, how so thou interpret the contents? I am resolved thy error to maintain rather than by more truth to gain more pain. This, in summary, Let me read that one more time. It's really important to listen to these words one last time. Alright? Okay. I'm gonna read that one more time. Because I really need you guys to understand the way hope is being, like, defined here. Okay? So, one second. I'm gonna try something a little different here. Wait. And I, it'll be worth it, I promise. different translation or different accent here we go ready this time you'll see all right here we go one more time thou not in phrase so heavenly high look on again the fair text better try but blushing notes dost thou in margin see what size stolen out or killed before full born hast thou found such and such like arguments, or art thou else to comfort me forsworn? Well, how so thou interpret the contents? Contents. I am resolved thy error to maintain, rather than by more truth to gain more pain. More truth So, something interesting happens in this poem. This one is consisted of about 14 lines. About 14 lines. Let me double check. Three, four, six, nine, nine, ten, 12, 13, 14. 
14 lines and 11 or sorry 11 <laughs> 9 <laughs> pardon me no what am i talking about <laughs> 10 10 10 of these lines are questions right so 10 of these lines are questions and every time sir philip sydney is asking a new question what he's really doing here is he's avoiding okay he's avoiding the reality the truth right because at the very at the very end he actually says rather than by more truth to gain pain so we have this like innate autom automated defense system all of us have right whenever we're in pain we're whenever we're in sorrow we try to sort of like avoid more pain and sometimes facing reality is a form of like facing pain because that's your reality right like we're we are so convinced that the pain that we're going through is the only in the reality that exists right which is why a lot of people tend to give you the advice of like oh you gotta let go of the pain absolutely you do but it's a process right and it's not that easy right everybody takes certain amounts of time some people take a few hours some people take a few days some people take sometimes even months and years right it's really tough but in sir philip poems or i'm sorry sir philip's philip sydney's poem he's saying that every time you're asking a question you're suspending the reality you're suspending the truth not because you're trying to convince yourself to to live in illusion right not because you're trying to convince yourself to be in a world of dissolution but because once you suspend reality once you suspend the truth then you are also suspending the pain and so you're trying to see the illusion of hope you see what i mean like you're trying to gain that sort of confidence in only facing and experiencing hope so this is why he says rather than by more truth to gain more pain right i am resolved thy error to maintain rather than by more truth to gain more pain so it's okay to like live temporarily in illusion as long as the illusion that you're living in is in hope not in a false narrative that is going to deceive to you and deceive you and lie and obviously ultimately hurt you but because you are suspending the, the reality of the current nature of pain you see what i mean so that's why you ask these questions asking questions is a form of self-reflexivity this is how you face and do away and let go of the pain eventually by asking questions and it's okay to ask questions you should allow people to ask these questions this is how you get rid of negative doubts this is how you get rid of things that are going to counter right counterintuitively by the way counterintuitively the pain and sorrow of that reality so yeah ask questions ask as many questions as you want we have a saying in, in in latin america or at least in south america we say when a person is so anxious so worrying 
we actually tell them, desahogate, desahogate. Desahogate means like, undrown yourself, right? Because you need to like, just spill all of the stuff that's inside of you, all of your worries, all of your anxieties, all of the things that you just are like pondering and have spent so much time and effort and energy just thinking about it. Desahogate. Get rid of that stuff. Like, undrown yourself. Undrown yourself by asking the questions that you are hesitant to ask. Undrown your, undrown yourself by spilling all of the things that you're worried about spilling onto your friend. This is why you, when I was before, I, when I started this live, it's important for you to surround yourself with some solid, solid friends. I'm not just talking about like friends in general. No, no, no. You, you need a friend that will absolutely just stop whatever it is that they're doing and genuinely just want to spend time with you. And it doesn't even force them to actually talk to you. They just want to be there and just sit there and just listen to you unwind. Desahogate. Undrown yourself. Because I'm here to pick you up whenever you are done and you can't swim anymore. I have a life raft ready for both of us. And you, my dear, are going to be well taken care of because when you are dead tired and you can't even get out of your own bed or couch, I am here to take care of you. However that looks. I'm gonna bring you water, I'm gonna make you food, I'm gonna like play some uplifting songs, we're gonna look we're gonna watch some silly movies together, I'm gonna read you a book, maybe even a poem, something, anything to lift your spirit because I'm going to carry the hope for both of us when you can't anymore, or when you are too weak, when you are too much in pain and sorrow and anxiousness. That's how much I care for you. So, my friend, you are my friend. This is how I am with you. And that's, this is how I always be with you, no matter what. All right? Undrawn yourself on me. I'm ready for it. I have a good lifeboat, <laughs> raft, <laughs> whatever it is you need. Whatever it is you need. Don't even worry about that stuff. I'm not here to bring you more burden. I'm here to take those burdens from you. I'm not going to solve every issue that you have. But at least I'll go through it with you. I'll be a soundboard for you. So you can just throw your words and ideas at me. Even if it doesn't make sense. Just throw it, man. Just like, let me have it. Let me have it. I'm ready. Don't worry about anything whatsoever ask those questions and when you don't have an answer for them then we'll sit here in silence you and I and we'll just look at the moon look at the stars if it's cloudy okay let's listen to some waterfalls on YouTube let's look at a let's look at a, a, a video of a, a fireplace burning <laughs> something peaceful And not everybody's going to do this, but because you know me, I'm going to read poems to you. Yeah, I'm going to read poems to you. And there will be nothing but sweet words for you. So don't you worry about anything. It's easier said than done. Yes, I know. I know. 
and the news that you're facing, it's not pleasant. Yes, I know. And it seems like hope is the very last thing that you feel. But I swear to you, I swear to you, I swear to you that if you wait on hope, all right? Because once again, those of you came late to the live, the word hope has a very, 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 very significant under root word, which is to wait. To wait. So wait. Do not worry. Wait. And I promise you, hope will be there. If you wait for it. You. I'm not trying to say I understand everything you're going through. I don't. But I know at one point in my life, I absolutely was in desperation. I was so engulfed by bitterness and anguish and sorrow and sadness. There was no way that I could ever find hope. I was convinced that hope was not for me. And so I chose to dwell in desperation and bitterness because that's all what my reality was. I didn't suspend it. I didn't suspend that truth of sadness, of anguish, of bitterness, of sorrow. That was my reality back then. But thankfully, there was close family members of mine that never gave up. And they kept feeding me hopeful words. Things that are uplifting and edifying for me. So, wait on hope. Because it is always waiting for you. Always waiting for you. Let's do another great poem of hope. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Once again, that was Astrophil and Stella, Sonnet 67 by Sir Philip Sidney. Beautiful, beautiful poem for sure. So let us do another one that will edify you once again. Okay, so this one is, this one's by John Clare, and this is titled The Instinct of Hope. It's, this, one's, this one's pretty short, actually, so let me just double check something real quick. Make sure that I have the right edition here. <laughs> All right, is there another world of frail dust? Is there another world of frail dust? Yeah, okay, I got it, y'all. This is the one. Um, Alright, we're good. So once again, this is by John Clare, and this is titled Instinct of Hope. Now, before we begin, I'm going to search for the track that I want to use, and I'm going to drink, I'm going to get some water. So once again, you know the deal, you know the drill. Every time I drink water, you need to tap that screen, alright? So let's do this.
I hope you all don't mind. I need to check a message real quick. Just want to make sure everything's okay. Um, so just give me a second, all right? I'll be right back. I'm just gonna I'm gonna mute it just for like 30 seconds. One second. All right, we're all good, y'all. So my apologies. I just needed need to make sure um, it was nothing urgent or something. So we're good. All right. All right. Let me find the track real quick, and then I'll read. I'll proceed with the poem. Just remember the track. Let's see. Oh, by the way, I have a surprise. Um, I'm gonna be recreating, not recreating. I'm gonna be reading a famous dialogue from a Disney Pixar animation, and you guys will know exactly what it is when I tell you. So, stay tuned for a little bit later because I'm excited to read it. I think it's gonna be good. So, those of you who missed a couple a week ago. Uh, I did a I did a live voiceover of Smeagol's poem, and by far, it, that was I loved it. That was one of my best readings I ever did. So I want to see if I can try something else now with a particular character in Ratatouille. So stick around; it's gonna be fun. I hope you guys enjoy. It, all right. So once again, that's gonna be a little bit later. I need to read some poems of hope before I do that. But uh, I'm looking for a track here. That's going to help me at least deliver this particular poem that I want to read. So just hold on. Give me a few seconds here. I'm almost there. You guys know how meticulous I am about these soundtracks. So. I think that's the one. Yeah. Instinct. Okay. All right, here we go. We're going to rewind this and then we'll get ready to go. So I'm going to read a poem by John Clare. And this is called The Instinct of Hope. Everybody go. Ready? All right, here we go. Dedicated to my special friend. Is there another world for this frail dust To warm with life and be itself again? 
Something about me daily speaks there must, and why should instinct nourish hopes in vain? Tis nature's prophecy that such will be, and everything seems struggling to explain. The close, sealed volume of its mystery, time wandering onward keeps its usual pace, as seeming anxious of eternity to meet that claim and find a resting place. E'en the small violet feels a future power and waits each year renewing its blooms to bring, and surely man is no inferior flower to die unworthy of a second spring. To die unworthy of a second spring. Surely no man is inferior flower. Surely man is no inferior flower to die unworthy of a second spring. Guys, y'all, there are more than enough evidence in this glorious planet that we call Earth, that is called Earth. There are so many signs of life breeding and also renewing, springing, right? Like becoming anew. This is such a beautiful testament to whoever created this, wor this world, right? If you want to call it intelligent design, sure. But something is behind all of this. And the incredible part about this is that if you see this evidence in life, in, in, of life in plants, right? We don't even touch the animal kingdom. <laughs> If we actually just look the plant world, what makes you think that we as human beings aren't as special? <laughs> we are such an intelligent creature. We are such an incredible design. We are such like, and don't take this in the wrong way, but superior, okay? Superior, that's true. <laughs> Okay? There's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong with that. Which is why it's important for us to be responsible, right? Anyway, we, that, that's for a different debate. But the idea here is that the instinct of hope, right? The instinct of hope is that it comes like anew, right? There's a springing of something new that happens, a blooming, a sunshine, a sun ray after the dark gloomy clouds, after a hurricane, after whatever it is that is disastrous, there's always this after effect that is a sprinkling of hope. 
That's what it means to have an instinct of hope, right? If you can endure the storm, and yes, all of you have endured some kind of storm, metaphorically speaking. Sometimes it's also literal, by the way. Some, some of y'all have endured some really, really heavy, heavy, heavy storms in your lives. But have you noticed that, like, however long that was for you, right? Whatever that season looked like for you, the flowers still bloom. There are magnificent magnolia trees that bloom. Have you seen a magnolia tree, by the way, in the south when it blooms? It's one of the most glorious, like, blooms you'll ever see. Have you seen a Craig Myrtle? Craig Myrtle is my favorite tree, by the way. Have you ever seen those things? Those things bloom twice a year. It's incredible, man. You can trim that thing, and it's going to be, like, springing, like, blooming twice a year. And it's marvelous, right? Cherry trees, same deal, right? Cherry blossoms, it's incredible, man. So beautiful, right? And these are just, like, the plant world you man like there's something very beautiful about this world the way it was designed all you need to do is like focus on it seek that out understand for yourself why is it that these things are the way they are there is hope built in the design of this earth as well as you <laughs> we are part of this planet so therefore you have those traits those traits were implemented in you way before consciousness way before consciousness so if you want to go through that desperation if you want to experience all of those things that like you just want to endure and dwell fine go ahead but at the end after you have dispersed and just absolutely just undrowned yourself of all of that bitterness and sorrow and anger and all those things that just held you back. Now you need to cling to hope. You need to surround yourself with people that love love you, that have a tenderness for you. They know who you are. They know what type of being you can you are can be. So yeah. Like they want to be there for you. So when you're done shutting them out, open the door and let them in now. Stop running away from that hope that is waiting for you. Stop looking at these beautiful blossoms in a negative way. Stop unappreciating the grassy fields, the wheat fields. Have you seen a wheat field during sunset? Have you seen a wheat field during sunset? Seriously, it's amazing. Some of my favorite drone shots that I've ever taken was over uh, wheat fields during sunset. It's incredible, man. So beautiful, right? I actually wrote a poem a, lot, a couple years ago called Blades of Grass. And um, it's... Wait a minute, was that... A, no, no, I'm sorry, that, it wasn't called Blades of Grass. That was my first line. <laughs> it's titled, uh, An Atacama Sun in Virginia. 
It's a great poem, by the way. I've never read that to y'all. I just realized I never read that. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. That was that was one of my favorite um, video poems that I ever made. But anyway, the first line is there is like, I saw your face in blades of grass. Yeah. I love that poem. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll read it sometime. Anyway. There are more than enough evidence of life springing and hope that is abundant abundant in other words like it's spilling it's spewing it's overflowing it's just like the when you boil water it's just like everywhere man what are you doing like just like you know obviously don't get scalded but you know just enjoy some of those abundancy right the abundance of hope So, another great poem by John Clare, The Instinct of Hope. The Instinct of Hope, right? Instinct being an innate characteristic that is embedded in every human being. We all desire it. Some of us have a hard time expressing that desire. But we want it, we long for it, and we definitely notice it when, whenever we're in the opposite spectrum which is desperation, right? The opposite of hope. You need to wait on it, remember? You need to wait on hope. Why don't I read it tonight, Juanita? Uh, I don't know, because I want to do the Disney one. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> but there you go. All right, let me do one more poem of hope. This one is by none other than John Keats. That's right, the great John Keats, who titled his work To Hope. In other words, this poem is addressed to hope itself. So, in many sense, we are waiting on the weight of hope. What a great perspective, no? Like, waiting on the weight of hope. I like that. Alright. Are you ready? This is titled To Hope by the great John Keats. And we shall begin shortly after this track. Alright. solitary hearth I sit, when no fair dreams before my mind's eye flit, and the bare heath of life presents no bloom, sweet hope, ethereal balm upon me shed, and wave thy silver pinions over my head. Whenever I wonder, the fall of night, where woven boughs shut out the moon's bright ray, 
should sad despondency my musings fright, and frown to drive fair cheerfulness away, away. Peep, with the moonbeams through the leafy roof, and keep that fiend despondence fair aloof. Should disappointment, parent of despair, strive for her son to seize my careless heart, when like a cloud he sits upon the air, preparing on his spellbound prey to dart, chase him away, sweet hope, the visage bright, and fright him as the morning frightens night. Whenever the fate of those I hold most dear tells to my fearful breast a tale of sorrow, O bright-eyed hope, my morbid fancy cheer, let me a while thy sweetest comforts borrow. Thy heaven-born radiance around me shed, and wave thy silver pinions over my head. Should ever unhappy love my bosom pain from cruel parents or relentless fair, let me think it is not quite in vain to sigh out sonnets to the midnight air. Sweet hope, ethereal balm upon me shed, and wave thy silver pinions over my head. In the long vista of the years to, to roll, let me not see a country's honor fade. Oh, let me see our land return, retain her soul her pride, her freedom, and not freedom's shade, from thy bright eyes unusual brightness shed, beneath thy pinions canopy my head, let me not see the patriot's high bequest, great liberty, how great in plain attire, with the base purple of a court oppressed, bowing her head and ready to expire, but let me see thee stoop from heaven on wings, that fill the skies with silver glitterings, and as in sparkling majesty a star gilds the bright summer summit of some gloomy cloud. Brightening the half-veiled face of heaven afar, so when dark thoughts my boding spirit shroud, Sweet hope, celestial influence round me shed. Waving thy silver pinions over my head. Nothing but hope. The counter of desperation. And not just the counter, but an outweighing of desperation. An outweighing of desperation. No matter what the situation is or what the season is, there is always a much brighter and, in physical sense, much heavier, right? In volume sense, a much heavier, almost weightless in the sense of unlimitedness. Not in, not in this like no weight abounding or aboding, but a weight that is 
immeasurable. Right? A weight that is immeasurable. That no matter what the desperation is, right? No matter the desperation, hope is a limitless counter. A limitless weight. Counterweight of it. And to prove it, okay, to prove it, and this is for many perhaps the most difficult life lesson of all, is this idea of forgiveness, which I have spoken before. But the idea of forgiveness is to give, to forgive the unforgivable, which is a true testament of hope and love and grace, of course, and peace is a residue of it. But my point is, if you have learned to forgive the unforgivable, then by the Lord's great mercy and true testament of His own being, this is true hope. When you forgive someone that does not deserve it, that is limitless hope. This is limitless compassion. This is limitless countering weight of desperation, of anguish and bitterness and every other attribute that is on the opposite spectrum of hope. And I would be careful with saying opposite spectrum because once again, if hope is unlimited or weightless, immeasurable counterweight of desperation, then it can't have an opposite spectrum, right? Otherwise it would be balanced. So, in many ways, it's just a unbalanced <laughs> form of countering desperation. So, I hope that you try your best to at least adhere and place in some capacity the, the option to forgive someone of the unforgivable. Some of us will learn it towards the end of our lives, and some of us have already learned it, and some of us are currently going through that process. It will change your life, guaranteed. You will become much wiser, much more patient, and the way you love someone will be much richer, much richer, will be boundless and weightless, limitless. My friend that I mentioned earlier in this life, reality right now is in many ways desperation, which is why I want to continue to be a limitless, boundless, weightless, immeasurable pillar of foundation of hope for her. And I will continue to, to be so, right? Because this is the way I 
offer my friendship and my compassion and everything that is associated with it. Time, effort, brain capacity, mind, and perhaps even soul, which is to be determined. <laughs> but certainly, uh, offering hope is the best I can do. So, forgive the unforgivable. It will change your life as it will change others. Your words will be so much sweeter. Your thoughts will be so much richer. It will be abundant. And you will surprise yourself wondering Whatever hindrances or obstacles you face, or, or challenges, not necessarily negative, but challenges in general, they will seem nothing to you. So please, seek hope, seek truth, and seek forgiveness and forgive the unforgivable you will never go wrong with that never never ever alright shall we do something fun? yes, it's almost midnight so let's do something fun as promised Hola Brenda, ¿cómo estás? Espero que estás disfrutando con tu familia. Un saludo para ustedes. En caso que hay, un, hay más que una persona oyendo este live, <laughs> escuchando este live. Alright y'all, so as promised, I will be reading an excerpt from a Disney Pixar film. And the Disney Pixar film is Ratatouille. How many of you watched that movie? Do you like it? It's so cute. I love that. I love, love, love that story. And, well, so many of the characters are so lovable, right? Emil, the brother, all those guys, like, they're just funny. But, of course, the main characters themselves are just, like, so, 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 so funny, so great, so gracious, so cute. Hey, Travis, how you, how you doing? It's nice to see you again. Cool, all right, man, well, have a happy voyage. Hope it goes well, man. Alright, so as promised y'all, I will be reading an excerpt from Pixar and I'm gonna let you guess as to the character that I'm gonna read. I love, love this part of the film. It is like the perfect way to just wrap up the theme of the entire film. So, let me change the soundtrack real quick and we will get started here pretty soon. So, I'm trying to perfect this so that I can post this on my podcast. So those of you who don't know this, I do have a podcast available on Spotify and Apple Podcast. It has the same name, except, well, sorry, it's not, it doesn't have the same name. It's J. Rolden Speaks. So once again, the podcast is called J. Rolden Speaks. 
and you will see a lot of these live episodes on there as well as other things that i talk about that i've never done live but it's definitely worth a listen so some of it will range to like five minutes three minutes and then some of them range for like an hour <laughs> so just fyi but it definitely does help in supporting you know my podcast and i really encourage you guys to check it out i would really appreciate it it does have a little bit of annoying ad in it but you know that's how i get paid to to do these things right so if you'd be so kind to listen to some of these episodes i think you guys will enjoy it so i talk about forgiveness actually i talk about forgiveness and being also just a, a gracious heart and I also talk about their characteristics of men things like that so it's a great great podcast i encourage you to listen all right let's look for that ratatouille soundtrack real quick and then we will get started i'm gonna prep here i'm gonna drink some water get ready to do this excerpt and hopefully it turns out well all right all right all right i'm gonna let this play just for a little bit so you all can sort of like be in the mood right get the immersion going right get yourself baptized in the sense of the music right if you don't know the word immersion it's a greek word for immersio right which it means to be submerged right so this is where we get the word for bautismo right and uh, anyway that's the greek word <laughs> so all right so here we go one second Don't you love this soundtrack? It's so nice. 6 a.m. All right, look at that. Drink some coffee. Que bien, me alegro por ti. Gran abrazo para ustedes. Para todos aquellos allá en España. All right, you guys ready? All right, all right, all right. Let me uh, get the script on my screen here. Hopefully it works. <laughs> all right, all right. Give me one second. Let's see. Wait, I lost it. One second. <laughs> no. Um. I had this on here, but it just, I lost it. One second. Oh, that's the one. All right. I think, okay, I found it, but let me just make sure this is the right edition. One second. <laughs> By the way, if you didn't know this, the, the actor that plays Anton, the critic, food critic is Peter O'Toole. So if you didn't know that, it's pretty amazing. Peter O'Toole is a fantastic, fantastic actor. Well-established, so educated, by the way. He went to a fantastic school and just very, very well experienced. So if you're not a fan of Peter O'Toole, you will be after you watch that film. So 
great, great actor for sure. All right, almost ready, guys. Almost ready. I'm just reviewing this real quick because sometimes some fans they alter some of the scripts, so I just want to make sure that somebody didn't do something silly, if you know what I mean. So, okay. is so good i so i'm so glad that i reviewed this man because like i just spotted one guy that just altered it and uh i yeah see this is why you guys gotta proofread your stuff man before you like <laughs> all right let's see let's see let's see let me find another guy there ladies and gentlemen it will be worth your time i promise worth worth your time yes i believe so ay, ay, ay. <laughs> okay finally finally i got it here we go guys Let's do this one more time. I'm gonna rewind it real quick. And then when I find the QE to drop in, I'm gonna read it, all right? In many ways, the work of a critic is easy. We risk very little, yet enjoy a position over those who offer up their work and their selves to our judgment. We thrive on negative criticism, which is fun to write and to read. But the bitter truth we critics must face is that in the grand scheme of things, the average piece of junk is probably more meaningful than our criticism designating it so. But there are times when a critic truly risks something, and that is in the discovery and defense of the new. The world is often unkind to new talent, new creations. The new needs friends. Last night I experienced something new. An extraordinary meal from a singularly unexpected source. To say that both the meal and its maker have challenged my preconceptions about fine cooking is a gross understatement. They have rocked me to my core. In the past, I have made no secret of my disdain for Chef Cousteau's famous motto, Anyone can cook. 
But I realize only now do I truly understand what he meant. Not everyone can become a great artist, but a great artist can come from anywhere. It is difficult to imagine more humble origins than those of the genius new cooking at Gusto's, who is, in this critic's opinion, nothing less than the finest chef in France. I will be returning to Gusto's soon, hungry for more. What do you guys think? I messed up in the middle part there. I was kind of like a little bit sad. Any good? <laughs> I, I, oh man, I messed up in the middle. Dang it. Dang it. You know what? You know what, y'all? It's a Friday night. I'm gonna do this again. Alright? I'm gonna do this again. I'm gonna do it with a lot more compassion, a lot more sophistication, a lot more thoughtfulness, a lot more peace and patience, a lot more intonation. We're gonna put some enthusiasm on this thing. We're gonna make this come alive. I'm gonna make you wanna watch this film after I read this. You will be in love with this story if you have not watched it already, ladies and gentlemen. Please, sit back, enjoy this, and let your mind be at ease. Because even in the worst bitter person that you ever met, can be transformed by a glimpse of hope, which is the theme of tonight. Do not forget, it's the theme of tonight. You have to wait on hope. Trust it, appreciate it, and learn to speak in it through it, from it, about it, everywhere it, and be in it. You ready? All right. Let's do this one more time. The only great Peter O'Toole can bring this character to life, but I will bring him homage as best as I can. So, Mr. O'Toole, if you somehow read this feed, get this video, it is an honor, sir, that I listen to you and I'm inspired by your works. So please, if you ever have time for a cup of tea, I would love to share a glass. Yes? Let us do so.
In many ways, the work of a critic is easy. We risk very little, yet enjoy a position over those who offer up their work and their selves to our judgment. We thrive on negative criticism, which is fun to write and to read. But the bitter truth we critics face is that, in the grand scheme of things, the average piece of junk is probably more meaningful than our criticism, designating it so. But. There are times when a critic truly risks something, and that is in the discovery and defense of the new. The world is among unkind to new talent, new creations. The new needs friends. Last night I experienced something new. An extraordinary meal for a sing from a singular, singularly last. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you watch a, um, uh, a voice actor, y'all. Like, they go through crap like this, and like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's techniques to like, cut, edit, and re-record it. That's you know that's not a problem. Like uh, I've done that stuff before, but I like reading stuff like one take. You know what I mean? Like it just sounds so good, and you can only do that when like with more and more practice, right? So I'm sorry that I messed up, y'all, but like I'm just like I want to get this right, man. So one more time, one more time, I promise, one more time, and uh, and then I'll call it call it a night. So <laughs> all right, all right. I'm so sorry, y'all. <laughs> I got a little bit frustrated. I was like, wait a minute. No, that's not what he says. Wait, wait. I was, in my mind, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Repeat, repeat. <laughs> All right. Well, one last time, y'all. One last time. Here we go. <laughs> one second. In many ways, the work of a critic is easy. We risk very little, yet enjoy a position over those who offer up their work and their selves to our judgment. We thrive on negative criticism, which is fun to write and to read. But the bitter truth we critics must face is that, in the grand scheme of things, the average piece of junk is probably more meaningful than our criticism designating it so. But there are times when a critic truly risks something, and that is in the discovery and defense of the new.
The world is often on unkind to new talent, new creations. The new needs friends. Last night I experienced something new. An extraordinary meal from a singularly unexpected source. To say that both the meal and its maker have challenged my preconceptions about fine cooking is a gross understatement. They have rocked me to my core. In the past, I have made no secret of my disdain for Chef Gusto's famous motto: "Anyone can cook." But I realize only now do I truly understand what he meant. Not everyone can become a great artist, but a great artist can come from anywhere. It is difficult to imagine more humble origins than those of the genius new now cooking at Gusto's, who is, in this critic's opinion, nothing less than the finest chef in France. I will be returning to Gusto's soon, hungry for more. It was okay. I mispronounced Gusto again. Dang it! It's getting late, man. It was alright. I appreciate it. Thanks for the applause, but it, it could have been better. <laughs> I'm probably gonna re-record this after I leave. <laughs> but that's okay. No problem. We got this. But isn't that such a lovely like dialogue, though? Don't you love it? Here's this like really cynical guy, right? Like the most negative man that you could ever think of, right? Like this guy like has a problem smiling. Come on, man! Like if you like tickled his rib, he'd probably be like, <laughs> right? He's like so so like such a Debbie Downer, right? And. You know, here's this one instance where he eats this delicious food, and it reminds him of the meal that his mom made him on the days that he was in pain or sorrow or sad. You know, this is a meal that just reminds him of this home-cooked meal by his mom, who came from very humble beginnings, and so made a meal that was known as the poor man's meal in France, right? And so. Just by that one taste, all of a sudden his perspective just changes because now he remembers his mother, and all of the things that he endured up to that point of his life, whatever relationships he was unsuccessful in, whatever jobs that he didn't perform to his highest degree, perhaps, or whatever relationship of friends that he had, all of this circle of trust and friendships, he just could not properly hold on to. So therefore. It was all brought back to life by the sheer taste of this one meal that reminded him of his mother, his dear, sweet, loving mother, a mother that loved him 
without conditions. A mother that sought after him. A mother that took care of him. This is why, in my those of you who didn't watch the video a few days ago, there was a gentleman that made a joke about uh, an opinion that I had about about a film, and so he made a joke that involved my mom, which is you know, whatever. But the thing is, like, you know, if you're gonna make if you if you're gonna not be happy with somebody's opinion, don't use a mom's name in there, right? Like. Mothers are so precious women, right? Like, you have to protect them. You have to honor them, right? Especially as men. Like, obviously, women too, of course. Daughters too. But men especially. Men especially need to protect mothers. They need to honor them. We need to, like, uphold them. And so what that means is don't use them in jokes, man. You know, whatever your joke is about. Like, don't use them in jokes, right? Because, like, this is, like, one of the most rudest things you could ever do, right? Especially, like, dishonoring your own mother, man. Right? Like... I'm not trying to say that like there's not some questionable mothers out there. Of course there are. Unfortunately there are. But in the long run, motherhood has a very unique, innate characteristic that is beyond a man's capacity, right? And so I recognize that, right? So there's this something beautiful and something so foundational about a mother's love. And so that's why that film, I love that film because it was such a great conglomeration of whatever it is that you were going through. Here's this one guy, once again, here's this one guy, he's a food critic, and all of a sudden his whole mood and life perspective changes by this one taste of this meal that reminds him of his mother. My goodness. Food, memory, honor, change, transformation. Dare I say food is hope? Good food is hope. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to read some poems, man. This is what happens. This is what happens when you read poems. You have like a library of all of these memories and perspectives and just this like, you're very attuned to these concepts, right? Even in like the most simplest like animation, film, Something as simple as a a rat cooking. Are you kidding me? It's amazing, man. I love it. Hope you guys did too. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, I did prep. I did promise my Spanish speakers that I was gonna read a couple of poems in Spanish. So I hope you all uh, forgive me because I do want to read these in Spanish and so I will try to translate them as best possible but sometimes you know it's best just to enjoy them as is <laughs> so I hope you all enjoy it as well all right okay all right I'm gonna change this soundtrack again it's a lovely soundtrack it's definitely worth to put on your Spotify list at some point guys this is the Ratatouille soundtrack some great artists in there, both from the United States and England, as well as France, of course. And so, uh, great compositionists. So, I invite you all to check it out. Okie dokie. Let me see. Let me get the rack crack. Is this it? Ah. Por supuesto. 
supuesto, por supuesto. Okay. For all of my Spanish speakers. Oh man. It's going to be hard to translate in English. I don't have the English translation of these, so I don't but I'm, I don't know. I'll try my best, but I'm going to do it in Spanish, okay? All right. Let me review these real quick, make sure that I am Oh, yes. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Oh, you guys are going to like this one, man. That was a Oh. I just read another one that's so good. One second. Oh. Dang, man. I should have I should have spent some more time reading these, man. These are so good. I'm going to read two poems, y'all. I'm sorry. Okay. So the first one I'm going to read is by Gustavo Becker. An amazing, an amazing Spanish poet. Amazing. Okay. And he wrote a poem called Volverán las Oscuras Colondrinas. Right? So... This will be um, a Spanish reading, and I will try my best to find an English translation, but I can't guarantee it. So, this... Wait a minute. What am I doing here? One second. You know it? Look at this, Travis, yo! Travis knows it. Awesome. So happy to hear that. Okay, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Hey, by the way, before I read this in Spanish, to all my English speakers, I'm feeling a little, like, confident right now. So, I mean, confident in the sense of, like, I'm always confident, but it's not confident in the sense of reading stuff for the first time. If anybody thinks of a movie dialogue, like a scene, like like the one that I read from Ratatouille, that you think would be good to read, Maybe you can like f find out, you know, give me the title, put that in the comments. So those of you who don't know Spanish, maybe you could do that in the meantime while I read the Spanish poem to my Spanish speakers. Therefore, I can maybe read those scenes for you live tonight, right? So once again, those of you who don't know Spanish, if you wouldn't mind maybe looking up a scene from a film that you think would be great to read on a live and I'll try my best to find the script and then read it live for you, all right? So we'll see. I don't know. Just a thought. Anyway. Here we go. Here we go. Volverán las oscuras colondrinas en tu balcón sus nidos a colgar y otra vez con el ala a sus cristales jugando llamarán. Pero aquellas que el vuelo refrenaban tu hermosura y mi dicha a contemplar, aquellas que aprendieron nuestros nombres, esas no volverán. Volverán las túpidas 
madres selvas de tu jardín. Las tapias a escalar. Y otra vez a la tarde aún más hermosas sus flores se abrirán. Pero aquellas cuajadas de rocío cuyas gotas miraban, mirábamos temblar y caer con lágrimas del día. Esas no volverán. Volverán del amor en tus oídos, las palabras ardientes a sonar, tu corazón en su profundo sueño. Tal vez despertará. Pero mudo y absorto y de rodillas, como se adora a Dios en, ante su altar. Como yo te he querido. Desengáñate. Así no te querrán. Así no te querrán. oscuras colondrinas. Oh man, that was so good. It's like melted chocolate, milk chocolate in your mouth. Dang it. And this was such a great soundtrack for that. Oh, let me see if I can find an English translation. I'm not translating this like improv. <laughs> I found one, but I don't know if this is gonna work. We'll give it a shot. I let's do this. This is Gustavo Becker. The dark swallows will return. The dark swallows will return. Tienes una mujer. Ah, sí. Bueno, bienvenidas a tu señora. Bueno, perdón, perdón, tu mujer. Bienvenidos a tu mujer. Espero que disfrutas este show de J. Roldan. Aquí vamos. This is the English translation of The Dark Swallows Will Return. Ready? Here we go. The dark swallows will return to your balcony to hang their nests. And, once again, with a wing to its glass plane, they'll call but those that held back their flights when contemplating your beauty and my bliss, those that learned our names, those will not return. The dense honeysuckle will return to your garden to climb its walls, and once again, in the evening even more beautiful, its flowers will bloom. But those studded with dew whose drops we watched tremble and fall, let like the tears of the day, those will not return. From love to your ears will return the ardent 
words to sound. Your heart, from its deep sleep, perhaps will awaken. But mute and engrossed, and on its knees, as God is adored before His altar, as I have loved you. Undeceive yourself. Like this, no one else will love you. Do you hear me? From love to your ears will return the ardent words to sound your heart from its deep sleep, my dear. Perhaps will awaken, but mute and engrossed on its knees, as God is adored before his altar, as I have loved you, mademoiselle. Je t'aime beaucoup. Vous comprenez? Undeceive yourself. Stop lying to yourself. Stop deceiving yourself. Stop telling yourself about all of these false narratives. Because like this, no one else will love you. My dear, whatever it is that you're going through, that process that you are going through right now. Wait on hope. I may not be hope for you, but I will wait on hope with you, hoping that you will not only endure all of the negative experiences that you've gone through, but surpass it and Put away that reality so that you can embrace the incredible nature of hope, which is peace and an unfiltered desire for something that is beyond comprehension, but you can recognize it. You don't have to understand it but recognize it, and once you do, wait for it, wait, continue to wait, dwell in it, and I will be with, there, with you, like this, no one else will love you, I have such a grand hope for you, I have such a grand wait for you, I have such a grand love for you that I am willing to endure all that sadness and heartache with you so that you don't have to carry it by yourself. Sure, I am impressed and fully in admiration of how much you've endured, but now you need to like redistribute it and let it go. Let somebody else carry it for you. So that all that you have left is true hope. Okay? So wait on it. Do not give up on hope because it never gives up on you. And it will outclass, outweigh, 
out-materialize every form of desperation, every form of darkness, every form of sadness. I promise you, it will change your life and make you what you were always made to be, a beautiful, beautiful woman or man. Some of y'all have asked me like, man, how did you get to be who you are right now? Because of hope. Someone taught that to me when I didn't deserve it, when I was at my lowest point. Someone showed that to me when I didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve forgiveness. No. I didn't deserve it. But someone showed me that hope. And they gave me granted forgiveness. Something that I never thought would be ever be possible. And it will transform you. Now I get to read these poems with true sense of hope. A true sense of like honesty and patience. And a slow acquisition of wisdom as well. Which I am very appreciative that some of you are want to listen to that. And if there was a way for us to like interact all at the same time, it would be great to listen. I actually listen more than I talk, to be quite honest. Some people don't believe me, but I'm actually a really quiet guy. <laughs> like for real, like I'm actually a really quiet guy. I mean, I talk for a living, right? So like that's part of my job purpose, task. But when I get home, like I'm just like, I'm done talking. <laughs> you know? Not until like 10.30 at night when I get ready for these lives. <laughs> and then it's like, oh man, I got to talk. But it's cool. I love it. You know, knowledge. I have a lot to offer, so it's no problem. I love learning. It's great stuff. <laughs> Some class. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. All right, another Spanish poem. You guys ready for one more Spanish poem? Yay! Yay! Not all at once, please. Not all at once. <laughs> all right, let me find that Spanish poem. And we shall get started. This one, this one, this one, this one, y'all. This one. Hmm. Let me get the English. Let me see if there's an English one. I'm going to read the Spanish one for sure. But let me see if there's an English version of this. Because this one is just. This is like M&M's. This one's like M&M's. Like it's going to melt in your mouth. Not in your hand. Right? So. <laughs> just FYI. La voz a ti de vida. La voz de ti de vida. Mm. Si, por favor. Si, por favor. Caballero. Oh. Uh oh. I don't know if this is gonna work. Hmm. Oh. Okay. This might work. This might work, y'all. This might work. This might work. You guys ready? All right. Get that handkerchief. Get that pap that paper towel, whatever it is that you're using to dry your tears. Because I want you to weep for this one. All right. 
sorry to make you weep on a Friday night, but you gotta weep sometime, right? I've already wept for a, a friend of mine, so I have nothing but hope and joy right now. So after the storm, you will be, you will have nothing left but hope and joy. All right, all right, here we go. I'm gonna start this track one last time, and then we shall get started. Yes. This is titled La Voz a Ti de Vida de Pedro Salinas. Tú vives siempre en tus actos. Con la punta de tus dedos pulsas el mundo, le arrancas auroras, triunfos, colores, alegrías, es tu música. La vida es lo que tú tocas, de tus ojos, solo de ellos, sale la luz que tú, que te guía, los pasos One last time, one last time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dang it. Alright, this is the one. This is the one. Tú vives siempre en tus actos. Con la punta de tus dedos pulsas el mundo. Le arrancas auroras, triunfos. Colores, alegrías, es tu música. La vida es lo que tú tocas. De tus ojos, solo de ellos, sale la luz que te guía a los pasos. Andas por lo que ves, nada más. Y si una duda te hace señas a diez mil kilómetros, lo dejas todo, te arrojas sobre proas, sobre alas, estás allá, ahí, con los besos, con los dientes, la desgarras. Ya no es duda, tú nunca puedes dudar, porque has vuelto lo, los misterios del revés, y tus enigmas, lo que nunca entenderás, son esas cosas tan claras, la arena donde te tiendes, la marcha de tu reloj y el tierno cuerpo rosado que te encuentras en tu espejo. Cada día al despertar, y es el tuyo, los prodigios que están 
descifrados ya. Y nunca te equivocaste. Más que una vez, una noche que te encaprichó una sombra. La única que te ha gustado. Una sombra parecida y la quisiste abrazar. Y era yo. Era yo. I'm telling you, man. Yo. Okay. I'm not even gonna explain it. Like, let me read the English one. And you need to, like... You need to, like, feel this. Force yourself to feel this one right now, alright? Here we go. I'm telling you, man. In English, this is... The title is... The Voice Do To You. The Voice Do To You. <laughs> By Pedro Salinas. Okay? I don't want you to go. Pain. Ultimate way of loving. It makes me alive when you hurt me. Not in you. Not here, nor here. Further away. In the earth, in the year where you come from. In her love. And all what it meant. In that banished reality that denies itself and insists on that it has never existed. That it was just a pretext by me to live. Were you no longer with me, pain, unrefutable? I would believe it. But you stay still. Your truth ensures that nothing was lie. And while I do feel you, you will be pain, the proof of another life in which you didn't hurt. The great proof in the distance that it existed, that it exists, and that she loved me, yes, that I'm still in love with her. titled The Voice Due to You by Pedro Salinas.
It's so good, man. It's so good. Y'all, did you like it? Please tell me you liked it. Such a great poem. Dang it, woman. If you exist, if you were to exist right now next to me, I would be whispering these poems to you right now, my my lady. I want you to sit next to me. I'm gonna bring you closer to me. I'm gonna grab your hips. I'm gonna grab your arms. I'm gonna run my hand through your hair and look at your eyes. Bite your lip. Kiss your neck. Maybe massage your back. But then I'm gonna bring you closer to me. And I'm gonna tell you, my lady. Every second that passed by was just to get closer to you. I don't mind working for, for us. I don't mind that at all. Because I love coming home to you. I want to smell you next to me. And while I kiss you, I want to smell you even more. I'm going to enjoy your body. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to not only caress it, but I'm going to be lathering it with my kisses. Because you, my dear, are this voice that I speak through. The words that is filled with you. And the thoughts that originate from you. I want you in every sense of that word. And you will never, ever have to worry about me. I know you're independent. I know you are a free-willed woman, and you are very, 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 very intelligent. And have such great willpower. But my lady, I was born to love you. So, I feel a sense of responsibility to lead us. I'm including myself in that, right? I'm not leading just you, I'm leading me as well. I'm leading both of us. Because this is how I show love for you. Of course, the kisses and the caressing is an added bonus, but my dear, take my hand right now. We're gonna dance through the night. I'm gonna look at your eyes once again. I'm gonna kiss your lips. And I'm gonna smell you again. And then I'm going to take us to the couch. We're just going to chill and look at the stars or wherever it is that we are. Maybe even listen to a couple of tunes and some kind of waterfall background or fire crackling sound effects or whatever it is. But let's turn down the lights. 
and let's just have some candles and let that glow reflect on your skin because if you are dark or pale as snow my goodness you have no idea who is really melting so my darling if you listen to this right now Don't listen to those voices from your past that told you you weren't worth it. That your skin was pale looking. Or that you would never accomplish anything. <laughs> you are the most intelligent woman that I've ever met. And you're so kind. And so humble. So tender hearted. You don't want to show that side, I know. But I know it's there. I know it's there. And I'm gonna... show you what that looks like again. Because that's who you are. So yeah. I'm going to honor you by leading both of us. And I'm going to listen to the things that you desire. The things that you want to achieve, accomplish. I want to support you, of course. That's never going to be a question. So you're going to be occupying my time. Because I was born to love you. Hopefully y'all enjoyed it. This was nice. This was fun. Um, I appreciate all of your kind words. Hope it didn't cause any trouble over there. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. I'll try to extract that from my edits and then maybe post it on my TikTok tomorrow, perhaps. We'll see. I'll figure out a title. I'll have to come up with a question, but we'll see. Anyways, y'all, this was a grand pleasure. I'm so happy that you guys were here. I know you could have done so many other things, but you decided to share it with me. So I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. Those of you who are new to this live, I want to say welcome again. Thanks for being here. And please let others know about this live because it's important for us to remember good works of art. And I consider poems to be one of the greatest works of art. And so there's so many people out there that have no idea that these great masters of words spent so much time and effort putting thoughts into scrolls and paper and computer screens or something. And they did it for a reason, right? Not just for themselves, but for others to remember what it means to be a beautifully designed human being by this amazing, amazing, intelligent designer that we have no comprehension of what 
he is in a total capacity, but there's some great evidence on this world and we need to investigate it, we need to find out, we need to enjoy it and honor it, right? So this was a pleasure. I hope all of you had a great time. Hope you learned something. <laughs> if you stay. <laughs> Thanks, Travis. I appreciate that very much. Very kind of you. And by the way, those of you who sent messages, um, I'm very sorry that I haven't been able to respond to all of them. I just been very busy with my daytime work, which I enjoy. But I, eventually I'll get to some of your messages, and I appreciate those. I appreciate them very much. I'm sorry that I haven't uh, responded to them, but I know that's there. I'm very, very sorry. And I also want to say this. If I ever, if there's any, like, doubts or mis misinterpretation of some sorts, please ask, ask away. I want to be as very honest with you as possible, right? So... Whatever your question is, you know, pending what the question is, I will be very straightforward with you. And, you know, if it's something related to something personal to me and I don't feel comfortable answering that, then I probably will just tell you straight up in my response that, you know, probably don't feel comfortable answering that question. But once again, I'll be honest with you, okay? Um, honest in the sense of like, I'm not going to sugarcoat things, right? So please understand that I will respond and I will uh, do it in the best genuine way possible. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. I appreciate that very much. That's very kind of you. And I will get to your message, by the way. Uh, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll have a, lo a long list of stuff to respond to, but that's very kind of you. Very, very, very kind of you. All right, y'all. I hope you have a wonderful, 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 wonderful weekend. I won't see, I won't be on the live again till Sunday night. I'm gonna be busy tomorrow, and so I hope you guys enjoy the weekend and whatever it is that you're doing. If you're sailing across the ocean, or if you're going hiking in the mountains, or spending time at the coast, or in pool somewhere, don't forget to look up into the sky. And spend some time with some great friends, some dear, dear, dear friends. If they're part of your family, awesome. If they're not, that's okay. Spend some time with some good friends. And just talk, chat. Talk about silly things. Talk about meaningful things. And eat something good, right? Eat something good, like something delicious, right? Drink something delicious with good company, right? Like nothing better than a great view a great meal or beverage and an even awesome company. So please enjoy yourselves. Be safe in the sense of, you know, be responsible. <laughs> and then hopefully we'll see you back on Sunday. If for some reason something happens and I don't see you, I just want to let you all know that this was a great pleasure of mine. And I hope that my son and his children's children will feel somewhat proud of what their granddaddy did, right? So, have a wonderful day. Good night, everybody. And thanks again, Travis. I'll get back to you, all right?
拜拜。